It is the Final Score Podcast. Welcome in, everyone. Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you. And on this week's episode, we will talk to Joel Ramirez. Uh, Joel is a Tuscarora High School graduate, uh, serves in the Maryland National Guard. And uh, Joel coaches and runs a semi-pro men's soccer team here in town, Westernville CF 1892, uh, in the midst of their inaugural season. Uh, they play games uh, once a week, uh, every Saturday. They play their home games at uh, Utica Park, uh, up, up uh, Route 15, and also uh, play uh, regional games on the road. So we'll talk to Joel how their first season of semi-pro soccer is going. And uh, Joel has a big announcement uh, uh, for us today. I, uh, he's going to talk about how um, uh, his, uh, his program is expanding uh, in, into the winter months. So we look forward to talking to Joel Ramirez. Uh, but first, we take our weekly spin around Frederick County sports. Uh, here for that, as he always is, is John Cannon. John, how are you? I'm good. Uh, week seven of the high school football season. Uh, only three weeks to go. Um, in the regular season before the playoffs start. Everyone makes the playoffs this year, of course. And we got some interesting games this week, John. Uh, lots of inter-county matchups uh, highlighted by uh, Frederick and Ligonor, uh, which should be a really interesting game because Frederick's having its best season probably back since 2007 uh, when they won their first uh, 10 games on the field. Or, <coughs> yeah, uh, yeah, their first nine games on the field, excuse me, uh, before losing to TJ in the season finale. But... Uh, Fred, Frederick's playing great. Um, uh, they have lots of lots of playmakers. Uh, Trayvon Neal, uh, the running back, is uh, a sophomore and one of the leading uh, rushers in the county. Uh, his name is Tejon Anderson. Uh, uh, the, the quarterback uh, Mabuthia is the is the leading passer in the county. Um, so Frederick has a lot of playmakers, and obviously they'll face their biggest test against an undefeated Ligonier team that that uh, is 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 rolling over the competition like they normally do. So. Um, so that, 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 that's an intriguing game this week, and I'm interested to see how it might shake out. Yeah, well, you brought up uh, after watching Frederick play last week that they have, lo- have, have good play on both sides in, in, the, in the trenches and in the off- offensive and defensive line. And, and the thing is, if you want to play beat Lingenor, you've got to be tough on the line. So that'll, that'll Yeah, and, and that's been Frederick's bugaboo over the years. They, they've had talented skill players over the years, but they just haven't been able to hold up. Uh, with, with, with the top teams lo- along the line of scrimmage, but they but they did last week in a big uh, forty nine to twenty eight victory over Walkersville, traditionally a strong uh, a line of scrimmage team, uh, mm-hmm. Walkersville. So so Frederick really showed me something in that game, and they did it uh, w- without Trayvon Neal, their best offensive player, really having much of a game. Um, uh, Chris Matevia, who's uh, a senior and was their starting running back to start the year, he didn't have one carry in the game because. Uh, he's getting some college looks as a defensive safety, so so they really haven't needed him to play running back, especially with the emergence of Tajon Anderson here. So um, it, it, it's gonna, it, the game with Lakeshore is just going to come down to who makes fewer mistakes and 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 and, and what team um, uh, just just could hit the most big plays offensively. Um, the thing I've noticed about Lakeshore's defense in some recent games, despite the fact that they won, they've sort of had. A propensity to give up the big plays. Um, Frederick's more than capable of hitting them, so I, I think Frederick will score some points in this game. But but can Frederick avoid the turnovers? Can they avoid the key mistakes? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and can they hold up against that formidable Ligonier line? Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that'll be uh, uh, the decisive factor. And, and Frederick, uh, I guess they're looking for their first win over Ligonier since 2012. Uh, Lig- mm-hmm. Ligonier had a rare down year that year, and Frederick got them. I covered that game. In 2012 with uh, Jarrell English, uh, among, among other players. And that Frederick team was a very high-scoring team as well, reminiscent, reminiscent of this of this year's team. Uh, Brandon Brubaker, um, the Frederick High uh, graduate and historian, uh, sports historian, and, and also coach, who reminded me of that this week, that that 2012 Frederick team could really score some points too. So. Um, that that clearly is the game of the week, and, and I, I I think it could go either way. And uh, we also have some other uh, interesting county matchups with Brunswick winners of five in a row. They they they, they uh, host Middletown. Um, Walkersville um, will uh, uh, travel to face uh, Catoctin. 
uh, Urbana and Oakdale um, go head to head, and uh, TJ and Tuscarora uh, in, in a game between two struggling teams uh, looking to get a win. Tuscarora looking to get their first win of the season. TJ looking to get back into the win column after an earlier win over um, uh, Catoctin. Uh, and Catoctin's shockingly 0-6 for the first time since since their third season of, of existence in 1972. So uh, lot, 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 lots of interesting football matchups, and we're only a couple of weeks away from the playoffs here, John. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, Middletown-Brunswick, that could be a I, – I mean, I, Middletown's tough, but, I mean, Brunswick's coming on, so they, they, could, they could be a com- competitive game. Yeah, I mean, uh, Middletown uh, beat up on them pretty good in the spring. Uh, Jerry Smith, the Brunswick coach, said he didn't like his game plan uh, in, in that game. He sort of put the blame on himself. He said Brunswick was sort of trying to hit big plays, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and they were just sort of lost their identity in that game. Uh, they, they were trying to pass the ball probably too much. Uh, trying for too many home run plays, and, and just he blamed himself for the game plan in that game. So, and uh, and can, can Brunswick hold up against uh, Middletown and, 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 and um, Car- Carson Smith, the leading rusher in the county for the Knights, mm-hmm. uh, a, a big uh, a, a big uh, junior running back uh, uh, for Middletown? Can Brunswick stop him? I mean, well, uh, that'll be the key to the game. Well, well I, I saw Middletown last week against Urbana, and um, uh, the thing I noticed about Middletown is they uh, they really had these long, lengthy drives, and um, they kept Urbana's offense off the field a lot because Urbana was really throwing the ball around on them. I mean, the uh, Keegan Johnson for the Urbana quarterback threw for over 300 yards, but uh, there were just large gaps where Urbana was not on the field because you know Middletown had these little 10-yard you know first down, first down, first down, just 75-yard drives, and they took a lot of time doing it, and that's, that really helped them win. And man, that's that's a good way to play defense, right? Just keep the offense. And, and a dynamic to watch in the game is Middletown's been susceptible to to, to big pass plays this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brunswick has a talented freshman quarterback in Ethan Houck who's more than capable of throwing the ball. A good receiver in, in Michael Souders. I, I think Souders is one of the top uh, uh, receivers in the county. He's a good all-around player. Yeah. I mean, kick returner. He can be as a wildcat quarterback. And right. So Middletown's very good uh, along the defensive front. Uh, they have a very stout run defense. They're susceptible to the pass. Can Brunswick maybe uh, hit some passing plays against that Middletown defense to, to keep the game interesting? I think so, I have to. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, you would think if Brunswick has a chance, that that's where they will have to do it. Um, and o- Oakdale uh, bounced back uh, last week after their loss uh, to Fort Hill. They uh, really had a big win over Gwen Park last week. And, and Gwen Park, I mean, you and I remember, John, they, they mm-hmm. were a, a, pr- a pretty good team yeah, um, sure. not that long ago. Uh, <clears throat> a team you would see regularly in the playoffs, but, but, but Oakdale – uh, handled them with ease in a big bounce back game for them, and they play they play Urbana, who was is competitive against um, against uh, Middletown uh, last week. So uh, I, I guess these teams are just playing for playoff positioning, uh, home field advantage. I, I I think Jerry Smith, the Brunswick coach, told me if they beat Middletown, they'll have at least two home playoff games. <laughs> I think they're already guaranteed at least one based on how their region shakes out. So. Uh, all these teams, including TJ and Tuscarora, playing for um, playoff position positioning. So, mm-hmm. um, soccer, uh, boys soccer. I I, I saw uh, Urbana and uh, and um, Frederick play to a scoreless draw on Monday, mm-hmm. and and then I saw the Tuscarora girls uh, p- play for play for the first time. Uh, um, uh, on Tuesday night uh, against TJ, and they beat up on TJ and. And man, are they an impressive, uh, impressive young team? And and and, that, and that's the key word with them is young. Is you would think a team that good has a lot of senior leadership, and and, and they have some, but 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 a, a vast majority of their team is is underclassmen. So they'll they'll be they'll be good for years to come. And they, they so. haven't played Linganore yet, correct? <clears throat> no, they they, they yeah. play. Uh, next week will be a big week for Tuscarora girls soccer. They play Oakdale on mm. Tuesday, I believe, and then they play Linganore Thursday. Right. So. As, as Troy Bowers uh, told me, like one of those three teams, whoever comes out of next week is going to be playing in the in, in the CMC championship game, probably against Brunswick. Mm-hmm. So, right. 
Uh, and, and that, that sort of is uh, uh, the week that was in Frederick County sports. Uh, we, we, we looked ahead uh, to football. And, and any other, other thoughts, John? Anything else catch your, catch your eye over the last week? No, no. I just I got to see Frederick. Uh, well, it's almost been a week ago now, boys soccer. And they're, they're a good, solid team, too. Yeah, yeah and they have a really nice player in um, Jaheim. Jaheim. Uh, yeah, Jameson. Uh, Jameson. So. Fun to watch uh, the way he carries the ball. Yep. All right, well, uh, let, let's talk some soccer. We'll talk to Joel, Ramir, uh, Joel Ramirez, a Tuscarora uh, High School graduate. Uh, he runs the semi-pro soccer team in town, uh, Westernville CF 1892. And uh, Joel will be on with us uh, right after this. Stay tuned. Joel Ramirez is a Tuscarora High School graduate. He is the father of two young boys. He serves in the Maryland National Guard. Thank you for your service, sir. Appreciate that. And over the summer, he started a semi-pro soccer team here in Frederick. Westernville CF 1892 is in the midst of its first season in the United Premier Soccer League. How is the team uh, doing so far, uh, Joel? Right now, it's been a little rough season. It's been a very rough season, but we've only been together since July. So, and we've not like we've been blown out. There's been a couple very close games. And the guys' chemistry is growing, growing. So I'm excited to continue with them. And you're the coach of the team, right? Yes, sir. I'm coaching owner. Have you ever coached before? No, sir. It's the first time I ever coached. So, so what, what have you learned about yourself as a coach so far? So far, I've learned every single player is different, and you can't coach one way. you got to have fun. you got to coach, know your player's strength before you even step on the field. Well, we're recording this on a Wednesday, and today, uh, part of the reason why uh, Joel uh, and his lovely uh, fiance Ray are here uh, <laughs> is because there was there was a big announcement over at the Fred- Frederick Indoor um, uh, Sports Complex. What was the big news uh, today, Joel? So the big announcement is Westernville will now be playing indoor in the MASL, which stands for Major Arena Soccer League. We'll be in the third division of the professional indoor pyramid. How would people know the major um, indoor soccer league? So if you go to um, for the one team I can tell you right now, uh, if anyone knows soccer, the Baltimore Blast, they are currently in the first division of this uh, indoor pyramid soccer. And Excuse we are me, major third. arena soccer league. Yes, major okay. arena soccer league. Um, they have a website. You just go to masl.com or you go to our um, specific league, masl3.com. Okay. And the Blast, they're in the first division? Yes. And, and where will you guys? We will be Western? in the third uh, division, which is three levels down. Okay. And yeah, w- 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 what's the gap between the gap? The, I um, mean, the, in, ter- in terms of skill, in terms of uh, just, just uh, what, what's the difference between the division you're in and, and, and the Blast? So from what I've been reading personally, um, it's not really much different versus rules and et cetera and all that, but the player level is different. Um yeah, Obviously, how, these how, are how guys. So, yeah. And Division One, those players are pros. They're officially pro. Um, they get paid. They have a famous old United States uh, soccer player land, named Landon Donovan. Okay. He played outdoor, and now he transitioned to indoor, and he's having the time of his life from what I see. Um, Baltimore Blast is they're the biggest indoor pro team in our area. And, and on the field, the game is just faster. There's, yeah. a, there's, there's more technical it's skill and stuff like very, that. Very, very faster, and there's wall. So it's very fast. It's very physical very intense the atmosphere is closer than usually in a regular outdoor soccer stadium right uh so you guys are in what week nine of your weekly yes. uh, out- outdoor season still and and uh and their playoffs to come if, if, if you qualify for the playoffs um what 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 gave you the idea to start this team uh, westernville um cf 1892 what gave me the idea was i saw a need um there's players that been overlooked there's players that Stop playing because they got injured. Um, I just saw a need of a lot of players to return to the game and just find that love again. That even goes for youth. Um, a lot of youth, 35% of kids from U6 to U10 quit. That's just because of um, they're not just the coaches, but parents as well. They're too hard on them. Um, the way back in the day, you can't coach or you can't demand a kid in this type of sport because the new generation behind us, they kind of test the waters. They're kind of like, ooh, I might like basketball. Who I like my soccer, who I might like hockey. Um, when I was growing up, it was you were in this sport, you were in it. Um, but now it's like you gotta just teach them, but you gotta always express, have fun with it. Not everything at that young age is about winning, it's about fundamentals, how to kick the ball, how to pass it, the rules, you gotta learn the rules over again. It's like kind of repetitive. But once you start re- reaching those teenagers, 
that's when you can start pushing that, okay, now we got to make some noise. Because the older you get, here comes high school soccer, goes middle school soccer, here comes college, here comes semi-pro, here comes amateur, and here comes pro. If you're good enough, you'll make it. But I think everyone, there was a need to give people chances. So you saw a need, but how are you going to... How are you going to go about filling that need? Filling that need was I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. Um, right now, currently, we have the men's team. As the county knows, we have the men's pro team. We're brand new. Been together since July. Um, I'm looking to continue the need as in adding a second men's team. Uh, it's going to be the B team. I'm going to bring in more guys, continue make bigger and bigger. We're going to launch youth very shortly. Um, but I'm going to go after the youth kids that are in need. Uh, for example, um, if you want to play club, the price is high. I've been there. I've experienced it. I've played club. It's a very expensive deal if you want to play travel soccer. Right. But what gave you the idea to start a semi-pro team? I mean, did you just wake up one day and said, hey, I'm going to start a semi-pro team? Or where did that come from? Oh, that came from um, my activation in Salisbury. Um, in, in, in the National Guard? Yes, sir. Um, before I moved here, I used to be around parks, a lot of parks in Montgomery County, parks here in Frederick. You always see kids out. Like they'll be having fun, giggling, playing, um, playing sports, even if it's hockey or soccer or it's basketball or just flag football. But it wouldn't just be guys. Like there'll be girls involved. There'll be kids. There'll be young guys playing with older men. Um, that was kind of the excitement I saw living around here was everybody seemed to want to go outside and play a sport. Um, that started to just slowly go away. As I got older, uh, more responsibilities came. My school, homework, college has come. It's like that need to go outside and have fun was gone. Um, on top of that, a lot of guys that I know personally just lost love for the game. And that's when I was like, something needs to change. It's like every day you wake up, do the same thing over, over and over again, and the community has nothing to look forward to. And that's where I'm at now. We're trying to give the community something to be excited about. Like, hey, we're a new team. They have a new message. They're motivated by something bigger. And that's what I'm hoping that everybody can see. But, but it's one thing, Joel, to say, I'm, I'm going to start a semi-pro mm -hmm. soccer team. It's another thing to actually do it. Yeah. This challenge never seemed daunting to you at all? Um, sometimes, but as I said before, I can handle a lot of things that come my way. But obviously with someone sitting right here, the, the support, it supports everything. It was very challenging, but as the support grew and more attention came, it's like easier. It got easier because it's like you know what you're doing. You know you can do it. Um, a lot of people say they're going to do things and not do it. But I say, if you're going to just say you're going to do it, just try it because you never know what can happen. Like I was hesitant, but the moment I reached out to UPSL and I was able to learn more about it, how Semi Pro works, what I needed to do, um, everything kind of just fell in place. And then everything after everything was all set in stone, it was all on me now. Now I got to prove that I want this. I'm able to do this and I'm backing up everything I'm saying. But how did you know what to do? I knew what to do by coaches. Uh, there's a lot of six to eight coaches that I reach out to. Um, they're probably going to listen to this, so I want to thank them personally um, for helping me with this movement. And I asked them how the soccer game has changed because no sport stays the same. There's always new rules. There's always new players, new fundamentals, new way to do things, new ways to teach stuff, and that's where I was at. And then when I told them about my plan, they gave me advice. They gave me what to do. They put me on the right path. And how did you find the UPSL? UPSL was um, once I talked to those coaches and they pushed me, on the right path, they told me to go on Google and search up, hey, biggest league in USA. Um, the MLS popped up, obviously, because they're official pro team. Uh, it was NISA. After that, it was USL, USL2. And I started seeing lower, lower divisions. And then we have a soccer pyramid in the United States. Yeah, uh, let me stop you right there. Let me, add, let me explain the soccer pyramid. Uh, explain how professional soccer works in this country in terms of the levels. Where, where the top level is and then where you guys are with um, so Western the Bell. biggest pro official affiliated league in the United States is called MLS yeah right Major, called Ma Ma Major League Soccer Major League Soccer DC United is the LA Galaxies all the big big names where everybody wants to be um, below that is what's called USL where it's like the loud and United teams the New USL York is the what uh, United, United Soccer, Soccer League, league. Yeah. Okay, yeah they're the second one um we're about three levels down from the first. We're in the fourth division of the, the soccer pyramid. Where, okay. Um, so, the, so the UPSL it, it is like a fourth division? Yes, four, it four, is semi-pro soccer, yes. Semi-pro soccer. Are the players paid? No. The, they're the not, paid. not paid. Now, do some do? Probably, but that's just my opinion. 
um, you don't get officially paid until you're in USL, which you're in the second division okay. of that pyramid. So it's not paid. You're doing it for the love of the game. Yes. How, how did you go about attracting these players that wanted to play, the players in need? How did you go about getting them to play for you? The way that I went was word of mouth. Um, I asked all my friends the same exact question, all that I play soccer with for indoor. I said, if a bigger opportunity came, would you take it and why? And all of them mostly had the same exact parallel answer. They were just like, because I was never given a chance or I didn't make it or I wasn't fast enough or I wasn't good enough. And I was just like, okay, cool. And then they started asking each other, like, hey, did you want to ask you this? And they were like, all right. They knew something was coming, but they didn't know what. And then when I announced, um, they kind of just spread it themselves. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for some great friends. Um, everything was word of mouth. And then I started getting into social media and growing it more and more from there. So social media and word of mouth, and then yeah. and how many players are, are on are on the team? West, West right now, we have currently twenty eight players that are on our team. Twenty eight players. Yes, um, only twenty four are rostered. Um, I offer opportunity players that reach out to come train with us. Um, so UPSL has a deadline for when you can register players. So that deadline already came. Um, so and, and how does someone play for you? So someone plays for me is. Like, how do they play for me? Or how do they yeah, like, like I want to I want to play for Westernville um, CF 1892. How, so how, how, do, how, do, how do I go about doing that? So when, if you want to play with me, what you do is you go to our Instagram account, and there's a team under me. Um, our manager, they would they would mainly contact with them, and they'd be like, hey, I want to play with you. And my manager would be like, okay, where are you from? Because obviously distance is a key factor. Um, where have you played? Do you have any highlight tapes? Why do you want to join us? Like, have you read about us? Like, what's the reason? What, what, what's the age range? How old do I have to be to play for you? Ages, um, for us, I stop it at about 32 because uh, the league goes up to a beat 38 or 39. Okay. So I want to keep it a uh, little bit young just so they can grow together. Yeah. And But still have that older maturity that I can look but, at. What, what, what's the minimum age? How old minimum do I have to age be to, to be to play for you? Me is 16 with parent consent. Okay, so I could be 16. I could be playing high school soccer. Yes, and, and I and I could still uh, play for you uh, the the, week, the weekly games and stuff. Yes, yeah, like so we currently so. do have a high schooler that plays with us, but he's 18, so he didn't need that. Okay. Consent. Okay, so anyone 18 to 32, uh, if they love soccer, yep. uh, do, do you make cuts? Um, yes. A player has to have a certain skill level. Yes, because um, even though I'm given chances, that's why I was big on what I said earlier, making a second team. Um, because I'm all about opportunity and giving chances, but there's a certain line you got to stop it at because of the league and how competitive it is. Okay. Um, obviously, if you don't really know much about soccer, I'm going to offer you that second team, but still train with the first team so you grow even faster. You're having fun, but you're learning the simple fundamentals by seeing the first team play. What's the average age of a guy on your team? Average age of a guy on my teams would be early 20s. Early, early 20s. Early 20s. I, the oldest player on your team is how old? 29. 29. So he's yes. 29 and, and still going strong. Yeah, he, and that's, he, that's he's, he's, he still He still loves it. Uh, he's uh, having so much fun. Yeah, yeah, he's having fun. And how long does he want to keep playing? He wants to keep going until he told me he can't play no more. Until <laughs> okay. I tell him that you're, you're done. Right. <laughs> okay. So so all along this process, like you first got this idea, what, back, back, back in the summer? or uh, I got this you, idea back in March. Back in March. You said, I'm going to start a semi-pro soccer league. Yes, and, you, and, and you were never worried about that this thing was – you were never worried about failure. The, 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 this thing wasn't going to flop in your mind. Well, the thing about failure is you never know until you try. So you can't be like, oh, I couldn't do this because I failed. And someone's going to be like, how would you fail? And you have no reason to tell them. Then you didn't fail. You just gave up. You didn't try. Um, I'm always worried about failing, but I know if I try and I failed, at least I can be like, hey, I tried. Right. But I can never say I failed in this because my tried and it's, it's, it's successful. Okay. So you were, you were going to try this no matter what, and it, yeah. it, it didn't matter. It was, impo- it was that important to you just, to, just to, to make the attempt. Yeah, it was important enough to give people chances because I know how it feels to not be picked. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to get into that. Tell us about your, your, your background, Joel. How did, how did you... Um, end up here in Frederick County, and, and, and what, what's your background in soccer? So background in soccer is I started playing when I was three and a half, four years old. Um, typical father, son. He, my, my dad, special thank you to him, taught me everything I know. Uh, where, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Montgomery County. Where, and then uh, where, where at? I grew up in Montgomery County in Silver Spring. Okay, yeah. And then I moved out here October 15, 2005. I know the date because when I first got here, I said, oh my goodness, there's a lot of cows. <laughs> so that's right. all it was. Um, but I, I, I'm in love with Frederick. I'm in love with Walkersville. Um, I met my fiance here. It's home now. 
I've, I've been away from Montgomery for a while, but it's like, I don't regret coming here. If that makes sense. Right. And so, so what you played club soccer? Uh, yeah. So uh, b- I played b- before you got to Tuscarora. Or, yeah. Uh, so when I was play, I played FC Frederick for years. Um, the biggest club that's around here right now. A yeah. special thing, special shout out to Coach Bo and everything that he's involved with. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to ask you about them too. And we'll we'll get to that. But, but, yeah. but, but, but so you were playing club soccer. You moved here. You got involved with the club program, and then yes. and, and then you went to Tuscarora, mm-hmm. and and you, and you and you just loved you just loved all of it. it. It seems playing the club and playing the high school soccer. Yeah, it was it was fun. Like there was something about Frederick, like just the environment of soccer. Like there's that catchphrase, soccer moms. Like. There's a lot of them, but it was just so much fun. Like them screaming, having fun. Like as a kid growing up playing at FC Frederick, it was great. Um, and then I played for Alliance, Potomac. Um, I played with Real Maryland, a super wide team. And then I went to FCC and I played. And unfortunately, that that's where this came in, where he didn't get picked. It's because not of I wasn't good enough, it's because I didn't have time. It was because uh, my firstborn was born. Right. Sebastian and life interferes, right? And it happened. And then uh, the coach sat me down. Um, That's the goalie coach that they're very close friends with me. And they told me, like, I don't think you have time for this. And it was right. Like, I had to actually sit down and someone tell me straight to my face, like, you're not making time. Like, it just it's not going to work out. And it sucked. It was a blow because I wanted to play like out of four year college. I wanted I had that goal of being able to go far and play. But I had to stop. I do. I regret it. No, because he's, he's my son, but I just regret walking away fast. If that makes sense. Like being told, um, that's it. And me accepting it. And that's my biggest regret. Did, did you grow up wanting to play professional soccer? Yeah. I think every kid that plays soccer wants to grow up and be in those stands with those fans. Right. Cause on the field looking around and seeing everybody like clapping your name and calling your name. Why, why, why soccer? I mean, you had the chance to play other sports too. I would imagine. Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> it was just soccer. Uh, my dad's very big at soccer. Um, me and my brothers played. My sister was the only one I didn't play, but my dad just hounded soccer on us. Uh, where I'm from, from nationality-wise, Salvador, soccer is huge. Like the fans, um, the Salvador national team calls USA their second home because every stadium they go to around here, it is packed. Always sold out. The soccer community follows Salvador like crazy. Right. So that's where I'm at. Just everyone was just like, you're playing soccer. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, so your father got you into soccer. Yeah. What, 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 did he grow up in um, El Salvador? Yes, sir. He did. He, he, he did. And, and yeah. when, when did he move here? To, to tell us his tell us his story. A he little bit. moved here. He doesn't really talk about it much. He he just came here when he was young. He came here at a teenage age, mm-hmm. and he went straight into working painting and construction. Straight. They came here. Came straight to Frederick yeah. County, or no? Uh, he just came straight yeah. to. He'd been everywhere. He'd been D.C., Richmond, um, and then we moved to Frederick here in 05, and his passion has been painting and construction. He's very, okay. he's a good at it. A lot of people in the county know him. He gets referred left and right, and he came here to change his life, and he did. Did he play soccer? Yes, he played soccer in Salvador. He played soccer all over, and then he coached for eight years, uh, took a team that he had from youth all the way to adults and took him to um, Los Angeles for of finals. So he's your example. I mean, yeah. he, he, he showed you that you, you, you could do it. And, and yeah. you're sort of, follow, you're sort of like, following in your, his footsteps. Uh, yeah, I'm degree. following his footsteps just because we bond over soccer. Like, if you ask my fiance, my mom, every time Barcelona plays, we're at that house screaming. <laughs> like, that's our bond. It's like, is that, <laughs> is that, is that right, Ryan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that's our bond. Me, my brother, my dad, we bond the hardest. But ba- ba- Barcelona, Barcelona is your team. Yeah, Barcelona is my team, but Messi left, so I'm kind of like a PSG fan. Okay, now. all right. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, every Sunday, every Saturday, every Tuesday. So, so everyone's watching American football, and, and you're watching. And, I'm watching and, soccer, and, and, and you're watching soccer. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still watch my Cowboys, but okay. when it's soccer, it's that's like the bonding moment. That's why. I fell in love with the game, just seeing how exciting my dad gets, how excited my brother gets, me jumping off the couch, like screaming like the refs hear us. But so, so, so let me picture what a Sunday looks like in your house. <laughs> uh, you, you, so in the morning it's soccer. Morning you, you, it you is got the Premier League. Yeah, you, uh, you, you and your your dad, and, uh, <laughs> um, and, and you're arguing about soccer, watching soccer, and then and then it transitions into football. Yes, and, and, and then you watch the Cowboys. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so by about what five or six o'clock, uh, uh, you see Joel for the first for, for the first time on Sunday, <laughs> right? Is, is or she's there on on the couch, like, oh my god, talking to my mom, like, 
can we go home yet? Like and, that's and, how it is. And, so and, and this is every Sunday during 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 the every fall, Saturday right? and Sunday we got the English Premier League, which my favorite team there is Chelsea. I watch them. I watch other good games like Liverpool, Manchester United, all those. Little break and then Barcelona plays. Yeah. Little break and then PSG plays. Little break and then my Cowboys play. Right, and, and your boys are into it, I imagine. Or um... yeah, so they. They get up and they scream with me when I start screaming or okay. when I'm cheering. They're just okay. sitting there being crazy. They're they're too young to know what's going I, on. I was gonna say, how old are how old are your uh, boys? My oldest is Sebastian. He's four, and okay. our youngest is Josiah, and he's uh, one and a half. Okay, and, and they'll be future soccer players, I I would imagine. I am so, praying. Yeah. I am praying. Right, right. But it's whatever they want to play. It, it doesn't sound like they're really yes. gonna have much of a choice. Yeah, definitely so, not. Yeah. But. <laughs> okay. They might, but I, I want them to be multi-sport athletes. But I want them to love the soccer like I love it. Yeah. Right. Uh, the name, uh, Westernville CF 1892. Mm-hmm. You, now, you went to, just to explain, you went to Tuscarora, but you currently yes. live in Walkersville. So, yes, so, so, so how did you come up with that name? So the name is when I looked up a couple, I, w- I was researching. Everything I did was on a computer. I was researching Frederick, and I see that Frederick is actually the gateway to Western Maryland. So knowing that we're the first county you see when you enter Western Maryland, that gave me the first part of the name, Western. And then Ville in French stands for city, town, um, like village. And that came in with Walkersville, how we're such a small town. 1892 is where, when Walkersville was founded, and that's where I live with my fiance and my boys. Right. Yeah, what, West, Westernville, CF, 1892. Yeah, yeah, and then CF stands for Club de Football, which means football club in Spanish. Right, yeah, exactly. So, 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 so the name uh, ties together uh, yeah. uh, uh, really well there. So um, the... When when you did you get a lot of early response to this? Did, did you get positive feedback and people telling you they wanted to play right away, or did did you, did you really have to pound pound the street and get the word out? I, it was a mixture of both. Um, I got positive and negative, but I never look at the negative. I always look at the positive. And positive was I didn't really have to reach out. Um, it was a lot about social media and word of mouth. But then when it started to slow down, that's when I started reaching out to a lot of people. Uh, just DMing random players um, off my account, off the Westernville account, just reaching out to everybody that I saw that play soccer. And then now we're here. Like, some players responded, some didn't, but some told other players about it, and they came out. Like, and then as the season's still going, we're mid-season, we still have players coming, contacting, like, hey, can I still play with you? Unfortunately, not, not, but I still offer training. Like, come train with us. Come see what we're about. Come see what the team is about. And then next tryout, fully try out and see if you make it. And that's where we're at right now. Right. Do you think a lot of the players currently playing will continue on with, with, the, with the indoor season? Uh, they all want to. It's just a matter of the interest we have right now. Uh, it's the name of the game. Um, either you're going to make it or you're not. But if you don't make it, you're not going to leave my team. I'm going to have you for outdoor for winter. There's, I always have a plan B for players that don't make it. Right. It seems like you always have a plan for anything. Like there's, yeah. there, 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 there's always a fallback. If, 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 this doesn't, <laughs> if, if this doesn't work, you just you – just, Brush yourself off and, and then get back and, up and keep going. That's right. how it is. Yeah. Who who taught you how to do that? Uh, honestly, my family. Uh, my dad. He's, he's my dad mainly. He's a very hard worker. Um, he never complains. Right. Uh, even doesn't matter how hard a job is, he he'll do it. And sometimes he do it alone. And that's what surprises me is he does work right now alone, long hours, eight to ten hours a day, and he'll come home, still put a smile on his face and play with the kids. Right. Or still have time to sit down and watch a game with me. And it goes right back up six in the morning. He's at it again. All right. So he really was a, a, a huge role model and yes. a, example for you. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a coach. You said. Did, did, yes. So did he? When so when you're embarking on coaching for the first time with with this with this team in, in mm-hmm. August, did, did he give you any pointers or like what did he tell you he, about coaching? He he laughed when I first told him. He was like, "Well, why did he laugh?" Because he knows how it is. He was like, "I was the owner and a coach, but." He when he did it, he was like, it was hard. What, what, what team did he? Own? He had a lot of teams. He had a, like a Coca Cola team for indoor. He's been everywhere. He had little small teams around, never a club, but he just had like a men's team only. Okay. Um, he had a couple ones like those typical Sunday league teams. He had those, but then he had a very competitive one that played NCSL, APLs. Um. He had a competitive and a little fun team. All right, so he could teach you how to do that. I was wondering, yeah. like, you know, like it, it seems like you just woke up and said, "Oh, I'm going to start a semi-pro team," and and, and, you, and you pulled it off to the degree. But I was just wondering, how did you do that? But 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 your 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 father uh, yeah. did it. He he told me he was like, "It's going to be tough," and it has been. Um, so far, it's just been me. But I'm grateful now that we're so deep in. I actually have a team under me now. Right. Um. I don't, I'm, I'm I'm losing a lot of the hands-on, but that's okay. Um, but everything is still 
I kind of have the last say in everything, but I'm more comfortable now because I have a full team under me of volunteers that are here to help and love what our mission is. Yeah, because it seemed like you were just clicking around on the internet, and I know, I, I guess you could learn how to do anything. Yeah, on, on, YouTube, on, on, everything. You, <laughs> you could learn how to do anything on the internet, but it seemed like uh, you were just clicking around the internet, and voila, I mean, here yep. you are. And, and to some degree, it's, it's been true, but but you also had your father to lean on, the, 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 uh, the, the sort of his example sort of, guided you uh yes. to, to, to a huge extent uh, i mean has, has, he, has he told you you're doing this right or you're you're doing this wrong does, does, does he give you constant feedback yes he's giving me negative feedback and constant well, feedback. Like, um, well, what was some of the negative feedback? so negative feedback is um the the yelling that i do uh, you yell yeah i yell when uh what is it like a temp is it like a temper thing or uh, no nah, i think it's more of like the intent of the game like um if i see i hate players that walk like well, what you, what have, do you, mean? you have 90 minutes, like 90 minutes to either win or work your hardest. Like I have oh, a player, like, like walk, you're talking yeah, walking, like walking on, on the, the field. field. Like if you lose a ball, get that ball back. You know, like don't just sit there, throw your hands up. Like that's a negative aspect as a coach and an owner. You could be the best player in the world, but everybody looks at discipline and your character and how you work off the ball and on the ball. So you can't walk at all. If, if, if I, if I play for you, you, you <laughs> now you, you can walk. It's just, you need to know, when to turn it on and when to turn it off. Like when to press, when to relax, let them come to you and then press. Yeah, it like like if the ball's on the other side of the field. Yeah, it, like it, it, our, okay our goalie if, can just okay slowly come up. walking, right? Yeah. yeah. What I'm like that, and on top of that, like I want everyone like on their toes. Don't just don't sleep for one second because anything can happen in a quick second. Right. So so it sounds like your father instilled in you a work ethic too. Yeah, he's because that was honestly because he was I had coaches, but. When we got in our car ride back home, he was a coach. <laughs> it was like, you did this wrong, this good, this wrong, this good. Right. And I always took what he said, and I would take it into the game sometimes. Right. And, and what, what does he say that you're doing well? So so what he said I was doing well with my work ethic and how I lead. Like, I'm always told I'm a leader. I have my head on the straight. Um, or I know the game. I'm calm on the ball. Like, all the good stuff. Negative stuff, which is be like, um, I, I hate to lose. I think everybody hates to lose. I think it's the way that when we lose – I kind of shut down and I don't want to talk to anybody. And that's something he's like, you need to work on. Like losing is okay. And I've learned to lose and be okay with losing because of him. Right. And, and you're, as a coach, you're, you're sort of the leader and the commander yes. of, 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 a, of a group of young men. Have yeah. you never done it before? Were you worried they weren't going to take you seriously? I was, but I think as stuff goes and as things started coming, as everything I said, because words are a lot. You can talk all day, over every day, but you got to back it up. You got to have the action with it. And they you were knew, coming. You, you knew you had to earn their respect. Yeah, right? I knew I had to earn it. I knew I had to provide what I was promising them. And right. so far I have. And if I haven't, then they just haven't told me yet. Yeah. I mean, what, what sort of feedback have the guys given you so, so far? So the feedback of guys saying um, more intense warm-ups. Like, for, like when you start starting a game, um, more intense warm-ups. Like get the blood boiling, get their blood heartbeat going so they're ready for the game. Um more film sessions, which is good. Like when I was growing up playing college and high school, we did film sessions and it's, and we did a couple of times and it actually helped. We actually saw like how we looked on the field, how my staff looked, how I looked, we needed to change. Um, other feedback would be. But what, what, what are they like? I mean, that, they're telling you stuff you need, they, they could get better and you need to work on, but what, what are they like so far? What, what do they enjoy about playing? With so you? everything they have joined so far is that they love the jerseys. Um, the jerseys are very nice. I'm not sure if you've seen them yet. I have not seen them. Well, uh, what do they look like? Give, us, show a, give, you. It, give, it, give us a description. So we have all black. Uh, sh babe, can you show us some pictures? Yeah, we'll describe so we it, have, describe, describe so it we for have, the listeners. Um, for listeners, it's, we have all black and all blue and all yellow kit. Obviously, the blue represents the uh, Frederick City flag. The green represents the beautiful land that our goalies wear. Um, and then we have a yellow that represents Walkersville. And the black, our designer kind of just threw in there and added all the colors together. Like all the, all the colors that the Westernville was about, he threw on a black jersey. So like the collar right here is a blue. The left collar is a yellow. All the wordings are all different colors. He incorporated all our colors and our meaning behind it into a jersey. Right. And it's amazing. We can, the black and blue I love because I can coordinate. I can wear blue with black. Or I can wear black, blue, black. Oh, there we go. They, yeah. Wow, those do look sharp. Yeah, it's so, very sharp. Yeah. They, they yeah. love those. They love the practice jersey. How, how many uniforms do you have? We have 28. 28. 28 uniforms. 28 uniforms? No, no, sorry. 28, 28 um, 
home jerseys and away jerseys. Okay. So we only have one, two uniforms, home and away. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, no. wow, you're like, you're like Phil Knight of uh, Nike over here. Yeah, uh, I'm with, trying to with, fill with, up my with, closet. <laughs> with the uniform combination. No. So how much of a financial commitment is, is, is all of this? It's to, a lot. Uh, for you and the players. It's like, a lot. For the players, um, I prided myself to just ask them when I needed it. Um, and they, they, they understand that. They understand I'm doing this alone. Right. Um, so how much? How much does it cost to to, to play for you? For me, mm-hmm. there isn't. I don't charge them to play for me at all. No, the you only, don't. The uh, only it, time it, that it, they it, have to pay anything is the league. Like UPSL, that's a thirty-seven dollar fee. You have to register yourself in their system. Is that like once per year or something? Or um, that I'm told it's lifetime, and then I was just told a couple of days right. ago that it is every season. Right. So that's the only thing that I ask them to pay for. Okay. Um, but to play for me, the only thing I got to pay is a tryout fee. And then. So, so you buy the uniforms for them and all that stuff? So the uniform, they pitch in to help with because okay. I, I asked them to. I was like, okay. hey, listen, because I already bought uniform before these came out. But the Asa Sports, which is a big uniform manufacturer, was like, hey, we want to sponsor you and cut your uniform costs in half. And they made us these uniforms. Um, the guys voted for just the shirt, the jerseys and the shorts. And we just wore red, regular black socks. We got like a Walmart or the dollar store, wherever they sell socks at. Um, so everyone, I was like, if you want these, I'm going to have to be honest with you and ask for everybody to help me out with this. Right. And everybody said yes. Okay. Well, what are the other financial commitments for you? It would be the field cost. Okay. The ref's cost that um, the players, some players help me with. Um, right, and what, this comes out of a general fund or ha- ha- that you raise or, or how, how do you come up with this money to pay for this stuff? Sponsorship. Sponsorship. Some is sponsorship, some some is actually my own money. And how do you how do you get a sponsor? Is sponsorship you... is I reach out to um literally what I've done is I've called local businesses, local restaurants, and I ask them like, hey, are you interested in a sponsorship? And before they even say yes or no, I quickly start explaining what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a couple of times they just hang up. <laughs> and a couple of times they hear me out and they're like, you know what? Do you have a presentation? And I'm like, Yes. And uh, can I come see you? And I give them a presentation and I say the same thing over and over again or who we are what we're about what i'm trying to do um and luckily so of course you're prepared yeah very, i'm very prepared and our first sponsor we landed was julio medical the medical uh practice okay medical family practice um special shout out to julio and miss michelle um they so, were so, very, so you're, pounding, you're pounding the pavement getting sponsors yeah and then too. our second one we landed was kobe from taco daddy restaurant downtown frederick yeah and then the third one we said we got partners we got um frederick soccer supply ran by lance Yasa Sports. Um, we just landed Powertrain with Mr. Casey, like a speed and agility. Uh, we just landed Gary Pena from State Farm. So, so these sponsorships that you get, they help you to... Pay, they help pay, me pay for... They pay, cut pay a lot of my costs down. Yeah. Um, and what I offer them is exposure. Obviously, on our new jerseys, um, in the front of it, it says medical office. Um, that's ran by Julio and Miss Michelle. And Julio's a very great guy. He's very passionate about soccer. Um, right. He's been doing uh, family practice for years. And what I offer them is, depending how much they offer, how much they get from me. And Julio and them, we're on right now, for the outdoor, they're number one sponsor. So they get the front of the jersey on anything we, we wear. Are, are you breaking even with this, or is some coming out of your pocket, too? Some is coming out of my pocket. Okay. But you're passionate enough about it that you're, you're, yeah. uh, that you're willing to and I'm fortunate enough ab- that, absorb uh, the, uh, the out-of-pocket cost. Yeah, yeah, and I'm fortunate enough because family is supporting. Yeah. Um. I think this is. They, they, I've they, had, they, they know you love it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've had little small businesses here and there, but they know how passionate I am with soccer. So they're like, "You look happy." And I am. Like I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Yeah. We we, we got to talk about the time commitment here now too, Joel. So I got to get mad. I I I got to figure out how 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 this all works because you're in the guard. Yes, sir. That that's a huge commitment. Um, your weekends sound tied up by by watching uh, sports on <laughs> sports on TV. You, yeah. you, have, you have two young boys that, that have their needs. Um, you have a fiance that 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 um, that, that uh, has that has her. Like, where do you find the time that to, to run a semi pro soccer team in addition to your your normal life? Honestly, I don't know how to do it. Uh, <laughs> actually, very mad. So honestly, I just make time. I make time for everything. How right now. how how do you make how do you make time? So you, when I go to work, only twenty four hours in the day, right? Yeah, twenty four hours in a day. Honestly, I don't know how I do it. I just do it, and I'm just happy that she's supporting me, my family supporting me, everyone supporting me. There is twenty four hours in a day, and all those twenty four hours, I'm doing something. Right. I it's mean, not just soccer. It's just <laughs> like I'm working. I come home for a little bit, relax, be with them, be with the boys, eat dinner, 
and then I'm off to training. And I come home, um, they're already asleep. I get in bed, wake up, do all over again. Do, do you ever do you ever sleep yourself, or, or do you, do you, do you, do you stay awake all the time? Uh, sometimes I sleep. Sometimes I'm up on a computer right. uh, doing more things because I just want to keep providing what I'm providing. Um, I'm happy, but I'm not satisfied. If that makes sense, right? Like I know what I'm doing. The thing about me is I'm never satisfied, and that's a problem because I'm like. It sounds like you're never bored either. Yeah, I'm never bored either because you're 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 always doing something. Yeah, so. I just, that's how I am. Like, I always, I can't just sit down. Like, I always want to be involved in something. And this soccer thing is taking a lot from home, but I think it'll be good in the end of the day. It sounds like even when you're sitting down and watching a game, you're, like, actively involved. Like, you're engaged. Oh, yeah, my phone is never off. (laughs) You're engaged in the game. So that's not even, like, you're sitting around doing doing nothing uh, experience. My future mother-in-law always screams at me at the table because I have the phone on the table for dinner. Yeah. (laughs) It's always like, put your phone down. Yes, ma'am. Right. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, were, were you worried? Because it is a time commitment for your players too, yes, who man. have lives and jobs and other things. They're not they're not playing full time professional soccer. Were you worried that that was going to be an obstacle for you to get players, just because it was going to be too much of a time commitment for them? Yeah, it, it is. Right currently, we still have our couple issues here and there. But all the thing about all my players is they communicate. They they let me know when to start, or let me know when something comes up. It's like something happens. Um, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. I won't even know what's going to happen in five minutes when I leave here. Um, but the thing about my players, they're all mature enough to communicate if they can do it or how much commitment they can do or if they're being late for work. That way, that's why I'm so big on discipline with them. It's because if I have a scheduled training and I have drill set up, I need to know who's going to be late and how many people I'm going to have because I'm not going to just stand there and set up a whole field and only eight show up. Um, so that's what they're really good on is communicating, and that's what I ask for. Right. When you all join, I ask, tell me right now how committed you can be so if I need to find somebody else, I'll find somebody else. Right. I, I don't know you that well, Joel, but it sounds like you don't like hearing excuses. Like, I don't. Like, 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 let's make it happen. Like, I, yeah. like, here's the idea. Let's make it happen. And yeah. don't, don't tell me what, what's going to get in the way, why it's not going to happen. Just let's make it happen. Yeah. And, but I, I also understand, like, I make excuses sometimes too. Uh, I do it a lot, actually. Um, like, why I didn't go back to play. Oh, because my kid or the school, like. It's just because I just felt out of love with the game. That's the true honest. Uh, honestly, you're here right now on this is I just didn't love soccer the way I loved it playing. But coaching and owning and providing and giving chances gives me that same fire I had when I was on the field. So I take this and I'm just growing with it. But excuses-wise, I don't like excuses last minute um, when it comes to my players. And they, they understand that. All my players know the rules. All my players know how hard I am on them. But they know because I care. And that goes back to a statement uh, my father told me is, when I stop caring, that's the issue. Because now I'm giving up on you. That's the last thing I'm going to do to these guys is give up on them because they've already been given up on once. Right. So so what is your ultimate vision of, for, for all of this? Uh, the, the team you have going right now, mm-hmm. the, um, the the outdoor season, the upcoming indoor season. You say you're starting some more teams. Like, What, what is your ultimate vision? Uh, what, what, what's the big picture you have in your head with all this? My biggest picture is to have to get to a point where I can start playing, paying my players, actually. Giving them that dream to be like, hey, mom, dad, I, I made it. Being able to tell themselves, I made it. Um, there's two leagues that are right above us that I want to get into, but money and budget, we're new. I can't just throw them into that league like I threw them in UPSL because that league is, they're pro players, they get paid. My biggest dream is to have every single player tell someone they love, I made it, and this is the team I'm with. Right. Well, uh, well done, man. It sounds like a lot of hard work has yeah, gotten you here. <laughs> a, a, a lot, lot of hard, of hard work. work. A lot, a lot of sleep, a lot of sleepless nights. It sounds like too. Yeah. But, 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 congrats on what you're doing, man. Thank it, you. It, uh, it's inspiring in a lot of ways. What, what, what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of not me, my players. Um, a lot of the players, they knew who they are, has matured insanely. Um, there's one specific player that I always talk about. He's matured. He's from Montgomery County. Um, he came to tryout one time, and I saw a little anger issues. And But he reminded me of me when I was younger. Um, so my dad actually talked to him, and I talked to him, and I told him to come back for a second tryout, and he was the first one there and the last one out. He was there before me, and I'm early sometimes. Uh, unless my staff's there. Our, tra- our tryout started at 6.45. He was there at 6. I got there at 6.15, and he already had his boots on and jogged around the field. Yeah. That showed me commitment and maturity. A lot of my players have matured. 
Um, and the biggest thing I'm happy about is how much of a family we are now. We've only been together since July. I got players calling each other brothers, um, like some players talking about you're invited to my wedding. Like it's a big family event right now. Right. Okay. A couple things before I let you go here. Uh, how often do you guys practice? We practice Mondays and Wednesdays. At where? We practice at Utica Park or we practice at Otello. Sometimes we even practice at Fisk Indoor depending on the weather. Okay. So, so you're going to get two practices in a week. You play, uh, And tell us about your upcoming games uh, for um, – uh, uh, for UPSO, uh, yeah. Uh, where, where, where are you playing? So, uh, do you, are the do you have some home games coming up? Like, if people want to come see your team play, where, where, mm -hmm. how can they do that? So, our next home game will be next, not this Saturday. We have a bye this week. Our next home game will be next Saturday against Pittsburgh City United, who is currently in second, and that game will be at 7 p.m. at Utica Park. So, so that's what the uh, 20 or uh, the 23rd, the 23rd, yes, sir, okay, the 23rd okay. at, at Utica. They, yes, they can sir. come see you play, and then after that, it will be October 30th. At 5:45 at Utica Park as well. Right, and the big announcement again. Uh, you're you're going to continue all this with with an indoor season. Yep. Uh, if if I want to, if I'm hearing this and I want to come play uh, indoor soccer for you, how do I how do I go about doing that? You honestly, if you want to come play, um, honestly, if you know somebody on the team, or if you go to our Facebook page Westonville, go to our Instagram page Westonville 1892 underscore, or personally, just email me. Um, and what, my, what's, your, what's your email? My email would be ramirez.salvadorsacountry13 at gmo.com or go to our website at www.wv1892.com and all the contact information is on the bottom of the screen. And again, you have to be a, you have to love soccer and you have to yeah. have a certain skill level. Even if you love soccer or you want to learn about it, like we have opportunities for everybody and that's why we're here. Okay. Uh, he is uh, Joel Ramirez, Tuscarora graduate, father of two young boys, Maryland National Guardsman. Uh, what, what's it like to serve in the Guard? Who it is a lot. It is it disciplines you very very quick. I recommend everyone go to military, not just for like to serve, but to learn that discipline. Like yeah. it really changes you. It matured me quicker than I would have matured myself not being involved. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for coming in again. I really, Thank you for having I really me. Really appreciate Ray's. How's that hand feeling after, <laughs> after recording all these? She's issues. amazing. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. She truly is amazing. All right. Well, uh, go, go check out uh, Westernville um, CF1892 with an upcoming game. Uh, outdoor season wraps up in a few weeks as the weather gets cold, but then they plan an indoor season uh, starting in January. January 7th, okay. our first game against Baltimore Kings in Baltimore. All right. Well, thanks uh, to Graham Collin uh, for, for producing the podcast, and thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of The Final Score. See you then, folks.